It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Good evening, or I should say late night with the Lakers Fast Break. Thanks so much for joining us right here at the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Gabe Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there. Listen to all of our great shows, and if you can, give us that magical five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you could like, share, subscribe. Go ahead and be one of the many subscribers on YouTube that we have already so you can get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with Magic Man in the Morning coming up on Friday morning. Our awesome post games plus Do You Know Your Lakers Trivia, NBA Observations of Lakers Late Night as well, plus all the great stuff that we do each and every week right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Of course, we've got all the great things that are going on, including LakersBall.com. And if you want your lawn transformed into something much more magical than it is today and you live in the SoCal area, please go ahead and check out Simblades. Simblades with a Y.com. Our good friends, Laker Tom, and please give him some support and love because his UCLA Bruins, his much beloved UCLA Bruins, unfortunately choked in the last minute to lose to Gonzaga in the Sweet 16. So they are... On their way home, that road from Las Vegas here, where I'm at, to Los Angeles back there because they lost their game. Also as well, go ahead and share him. And also Yami Sweet, a.k.a. Jamie Sweet. Go ahead and check them out today at Lakerholics.com. Maybe even Jamie Sweet will probably, hopefully, possibly stop by as well. Plus our good friends also as well at the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. We know Stone Hansen is keeping a key eye on the college goings on right there for you during the tournament so he could tell you who might be going where in the NBA draft. So check out the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast today. And if you could support all that, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, welcome, I said again, to Lakers Late Night here at the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate it. It is such a good time right now because it's the nitty-gritty, as they say. We're down to the final few games of the season Got a key matchup tomorrow against Oklahoma City. And there's no excuses this time around. Oklahoma City lost this evening already playing the Los Angeles Clippers. And they lost pretty big. So back-to-back games for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Absolutely no excuses. And to talk about today's game plus what's going on in the Western Conference. And also an update on LeBron James himself Good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today as Ox1947 at LakersBall.com and of course Sinblades.com. It is Joe Soro. Joe, good evening. The man who's doing so much for us here at the Lakers Fast Break. Truly appreciate it. Hopefully we can get Jamie on. We're not sure if he's still awake because he said he might not be, but he wanted a late night show. We're giving it to him right now. My friend, your thoughts though, Tomorrow such a key game. The Lakers still in 10th place in the Western Conference right now. Actually, they moved up. My apologies. They moved up to ninth place in the Western Conference. The Oklahoma City Thunder, with their loss, gets bumped down to 11th. So a team which was found itself in 7th place 
outcome earlier this week is now down to 11. That's how crazy it is right now in the Western Conference. Yeah, we're looking at four teams at 36 and 37, eight through 11 at this point. At this point. And the Jazz are at 35 and 37, which means if they win a game, they're going to be – it's going to be a five-way tie for the eighth seed. Yep. And then we have the Timberwolves – uh, who have the same amount of losses. You're talking about the 7 through the 11. I'm sorry, 7 through 12 that all have 37 losses. And then you have the Warriors that are sitting in the 6th spot with 36 losses. Clippers, 35 losses. And the 4th seed has 34 losses. Oh, boy. I I don't... I I, I said on yesterday's show that the Lakers are going to have to win the remaining games, maybe lose one more. And the reason why I said that was, should they do that? Mm-hmm. They could make a drastic increase in their standings to the point where they can avoid the play-in. And if LeBron, according to LeBron... He hasn't stated anything official. I don't know where Shams and Woj sleep at night, but apparently they sleep in the attic in some of these players' houses. Because the source's latest thing, as reported on ESPN today, is said that LeBron is targeting and is becoming more and more, I don't want to say official, but it is looking like he will be back for the final week of the season. We kind of knew that. We knew he needed to, he needed to get warmed up if they're in contention. My, I guess my speech to the team would be: You guys have an opportunity to make up for all the bad losses and the bad decision making in the next nine games. You go eight and one in the next nine games, and you could find yourself sitting on a five or a six seed after all this, if the team is healthy and LeBron has his wheels together a little bit playing, let's say the remaining three games of the regular season, you have a little bit of confidence going into the playoffs. And like I said last night, this team has a failure this this season. If they don't win the title, this team was, supposed to be in title contention despite the issues they had at the beginning of the season. So we, I guess, eagerly await what may happen, what may be a, a start. I mean, I guess they, they, they're they on a two-game winning streak here. If they run the table or close to running the table here in the next nine games, uh, it could bode well in a lot of ways, not just – in the standings, but in terms of their feelings on what where they could go once they are in. Well, it's it's very tenuous right now. As you said, what, four teams already are at 36 and 37. Minnesota's, what, 37 to 37. And Utah's right under them. My gosh, by the end of the weekend, it could flip-flop even more. Xavier, our Houston game was one of probably eight games that still hurt. Yeah. If we win four of those eight games that we got hurt by, it's a Dallas, Boston, Indiana. So scary. I could just name a few off the top of my head. We're looking at, we're looking at, looking, we're looking at a four seat. I mean, we're, we're look after all, it's just, (laughs) uh, you'll drive yourself nuts going that route. Uh, However, forget about that. You go into that locker room the next nine games and you tell yourself, let's win this next nine games. And all that stuff that you messed up means nothing. It would mean nothing. You get a six seed or a five seed and you're sitting pretty at that point in a good position with some confidence and possibly facing one of two teams that number one, doesn't really have enough experience or that probably won't likely show enough, I guess, execution to win in a, in a playoff game. Uh, might be wishful thinking there, but I've seen enough of, let's say, Sacramento-Memphis to know that 
there are chinks in that armor and we want to a healthy Laker team with a motivated uh, LeBron and, and AD with the role players doing their thing could be uh, could be very interesting. Very interesting indeed, my friend. Once again, it's late night with the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Joe Soar over there. It's Gerald Glassford right here. Thanks so much for watching, listening. Uh, like you said, the Lakers have to really go what? We're talking what? In the last eight games, six and two? We're talking that that maybe possibility, six and two, seven and one. What are you thinking, my friend? I'm thinking the remaining nine games, they need to go at least eight and one. Eight and one? Okay. Eight and one would probably guarantee them out of the play-in and into the playoffs, meaning whether it's a six or a five or if the Suns collapse. uh, Because you do – the Lakers will have some control uh, in these games. They're going to be playing teams that are in that – in that – in the fold. Uh, the Utahs and the Clippers and Minnesotas, you know, there's there's a there's an opportunity here for them to to you know win a game and then come up a, a game automatically by beating them. I'm not holding my breath for it, but I'm looking at it from a March 23rd, 2023, 11:13 p.m. Pacific Standard Time situation. At this point. If I am discussing stuff with my team, we can motivate them. I, even though I'm not a big believer in motivating people who should be motivated already, but maybe get their mind right and not worrying about what's happened. And Laker fans, maybe a little bit of not what has happened. And focus on understanding that you actually do have control over your own destiny here with the remaining nine games. And if you win eight out of the nine games, you are very likely going to avoid the play-in and be officially in the playoffs. And it, and it, and it would be a, a, a good seed. Either a five or a six will be a very good seed. Well, I tell you what, my friend, it's still very tenuous. When it comes down to it, LeBron's tweeting that he doesn't know, he's not giving away himself, but the sources are based off of e- when ESPN's reporting on it with uh, Adrian Wojnarowski and Sham Sharania from The Athletic. They're both reporting that he is targeting a what the last three week, the last three games, the final week return from his injury that he's ramping up already as far as in practice now. He's starting to gear up, he's starting to go ahead and move that foot around starting to look better and better. They're evaluating it as probably what coming to what two weeks left before he gets back onto the court full time. As far as on the NBA slit standpoint, far as back into a game, he's probably already in practice shooting around things of that nature. So we've already seen actually clips of him shooting around. So I think he's, he's close. I think he's close and I think it's going to come down to it. So by the time, let's say he comes back with three games left, let's say it's what the is being proposed right now, three games left. What do you see the Lakers at when he comes back? Where do you see them at? Do you still see them at you know on the tail end of it? Do you see them maybe uh, like high, even higher? I don't. Or eight? I don't. I don't really want to predict what's going to happen. I've been kind of off that prediction for for a while now. Uh, last week really was the official burn on that. Because it's I, all, it's crazy. It could go haywire really quick. Correct. T- tomorrow will be a important game, but even if they win tomorrow, it's still we gotta wait. We gotta wait to see how they do the remaining five games. It's just a game-to-game situation at this point. Uh, I'd say the one thing I don't have is trust in this team that they're going to play consistent long enough. Uh, a lot of that has to do with the fact that they can't hit free throws at the uh, during the games, uh, especially at the end of the game. The other is I'm, I don't know if these guys are going to sit anybody because they feel like they need to sit them. Yes, I know they've there's reports saying that Anthony Davis is going to play at the back end of a back to back, but you know that the too little, too late. You should have done that in Houston, and we would have won that game, and we wouldn't be dealing with this. We'd actually probably be sitting what. Uh, we would, we would have been, uh, 37 and 36 
Now we're sitting at the sixth or the seventh seed. Just that game. And then the Dallas game would have made it. They would have been ahead of the, the Warriors. And then so, you think the Indiana game where the same thing happened, the Boston game where we got ripped off on that so, one? So so those games, even the Dallas game, even the, the, the Indiana game, even the Sixers game, these games are decided by the inability of, of a player to clinch the game. That part, okay. That's something that you just can't really hold on to too long. It's just he missed the shots. There's nothing we can do. What I don't like is that you quit. You didn't allow your main guy to play, and you lost. You lost to a terrible team because you didn't want to play a guy on a back-to-back, especially considering that he played only 33 minutes the night before, and he's just turned 30. This guy should be playing in these games at this point. Those That kind of mentality and that kind of, I guess, execution – is, is a confusing one. You win in Houston. You're not, you're looking at a seventh seed at the moment. Instead of a 10, that's one freaking game. And all you had to do was play your guy. This is the stuff that bothers me. If they miss a shot, they miss a free throw at the end of the game. You know, AD took full responsibility for three boneheaded plays. You can't, you can't control that. You can't control that as a fan, right? You can't control that as a coach where AD's making these mistakes or someone's making these mistakes, which what you who did have control over is playing AD in a game where had he played, we would have won the game because it was a layup line the entire game. And what does AD, AD do very well? Guard the hoop. Guard the paint. It's not rocket science. We're not gurus. It's common freaking sense. So the frustration this season has been more about bad decision-making by coaching, management, doctors, whatever they want to blame it on because of this whatever they're waiting on crap. Now, if they win eight of the next nine games and they end up getting a fifth or sixth seed, then you can go back and tell me, you know what, Joe, see? See how it worked out? Yeah. Yeah, I'll give it. I'll give you that. The results is what matters. Doesn't matter if I predict something correct or predict something wrong. I'll eat it if I'm wrong. I won't gloat about it when I'm right because at the end of the day, guys, I want the Lakers to win. No one wants to be more wrong than me. But the Lakers have not shown good decision making this season when it comes to availability. They solve the big issue with the roster. Yet they keep making stupid mistakes, deciding on who's playing and who's not. And that part needs to stop. At this point, I'm hoping the Houston game was the clincher on that. Not playing LeBron is or LeBron is legitimately injured. That's a different situation. But if you've got a an able person who can play and you're worried about him getting injured or getting worn out, then especially a guy that's 30 years old that, that that's in his prime. You 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 are not you're not thinking in any way of trying to win a championship at that point. You're thinking you're 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 skating scared. You're you're running scared. And if you're going to be doing that, then you might as well just pack up and go home. You're not going to win jack squat. squat. So uh, prediction wise, I'm not going to predict anything for the rest of the year. Uh, I don't think I, I need to do that anyways anymore. But what I do want to know is I want to know if these guys are going to be dedicated in making sure that everyone is available and playing should they, if they're healthy. That's what I'm waiting on. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But with Xavier, he's obviously very bothered by the Houston game, as we all are, because it was such a heartbreaker to see. Uh, To me, it showed two things. Again, this team needs one of its stars at all time. Otherwise, it's still not where it needs to be. I know the team got better functionally around LeBron and AD, but as a whole unit without those two, they're still not all that good. I think we need to go ahead and, and come clear on that because I think the Houston game showed us that these guys without LeBron and AD are much better fit than especially what's earlier in the season. But we were so bad as a 3 through 15 unit for most of the season until the trade deadline. Now we get some guys that make us a little better, but we still have, you know, obviously to me, the first thing I'd like to point out is, again, without LeBron and AD, 3-15, to 15, we still have a long way to go. Here's where this becomes very interesting. Should the Lakers get, let's say, the sixth seed, uh, they're going to face the the uh, at, at the current the current uh, standings uh, shows that the third seed is are the uh, Sacramento Kings. So you're looking at a possibility of if they get the sixth seed, they're going to play a team that hasn't been to the playoffs since 2006 That's that has to outscore their opponents during the regular season. And they've been able to do that pretty successfully. The issue with the playoffs is things slow down. As much as the, the game has sped up the last you know few years, playoffs still slow down a little bit. And then experience does matter in the NBA. This is not like the Dallas Cowboys in 1992, youngest team in the NFL, beating an old veteran Buffalo Bills team or an old veteran uh, San Francisco team the week, uh, the two weeks before it. This is a veteran playoff run. That not very few, very. I don't know who the last young team was that won a championship. I don't, I don't know if there even ever ever was one, um, but. You're going to play, let's say, should they get the six seed and the Kings stay in the three seed, uh, you're looking at a, 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 a winnable series should the team be healthy. Now, what's more important is if they win that series, they would play the winner of the what's currently in the second seed, the Memphis Grizzlies, whom would play the Minnesota Timberwolves. So to me... It, 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 if the Lakers get the sixth seed and the standings stay the way they are, they're in an interesting position where they're going to play two teams should they win the first round where I feel confident that they have a shot at winning the series. And what do you then, think they match up? I think we've talked about this before. I think the best matchup against uh, the top four seeds, let's say the top four seeds per se, I think the best matchup for the Lakers is Sacramento. They are due to their inability to understand what they're about to come into here, the playoff basketball. And if you have a healthy LeBron and a healthy AD and a motivated role player set up, you got a chance to, to, to make some noise there. And then you face either Minnesota, if they stay in the seventh spot or, uh, or my, or Memphis, then Memphis has some, some, some cracks in their situation as well. Uh, there's a good shot there that they could win that, especially with the momentum of le- getting out of the first. Now, what think where things really get interesting after that is if the Suns stay in the fourth spot, and I, I believe that whomever the eighth seed is, uh, Denver will beat, and I believe anyone the Suns play against, as long as Durant's healthy, I believe they'll they'll come out. Uh, out of the first round as well, which means Phoenix would play Denver in the second round. If there's a healthy Durant there and Booker is doing his thing and Aiden is doing his thing, you, 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 there might be a possibility of some upsets there. 
how does this look, especially for the NBA, if the Western Conference Finals is Phoenix versus LA, LeBron versus Durant? So uh, I'm not predicting this. Uh, I felt like before we got on the show tonight, I tried to think about what would be an interesting topic that hasn't been somewhat rehashed because this has been the most Groundhog's Day season I've ever watched in my life. And uh, frankly, I'm I'm tired of talking about the same BS that they keep doing. <laughs> but what can you do where we have to report what's what's going on? And I just feel like I've been repeating myself because it's exactly what they've been doing. So I figured I'd go into a little bit of scenario discussion tonight so that we could see what could happen should they make a run here at the end of the regular season. Should they do what they're supposed to do, which is, let's say, get eight out of nine, finally get a run in after all these games? They have a big possibility of not having to face a dominant, a, a scary team until the Western Conference Finals. And then at that point, there's, there's got to be some confidence and some momentum that's built the first two rounds to where I think it's an open game. And then, you know, we'd have to see what happens after that. Once again, it's late night with the Lakers fast break. Thanks so much for joining us. We truly appreciate it. It's Joe Sorrell from LakersBall.com and also Simblaze.com and myself, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for joining us. Xavier's been out there talking a lot of good stuff. We truly appreciate him being part of the Lakers best chat room that's out there right here at the Lakers fast break. One of the things he was saying, though, was about how AD needs to step up. AD, for the past couple of weeks, has been taking a lot of the heat and also been taking a lot of the blame for either him not being able to play in Houston or some of the mistakes he's been making down the stretch, whether it was against New York, whether it's against Dallas. Regardless, he has been taking a lot of blame, but as Xavier's saying, he's not stepping up to the plate. I don't know if you could really call him a leader at any point. I don't I don't think he has that DNA built into him where he he's just going to go ahead, be aggressive and step up. I think he is better if he feeds off of someone else's intensity. Your thoughts on what AD can and will do for the rest of the season in the last nine games. It's It's difficult to say that someone who's won a world championship, an Olympic championship, an NCAA championship, and an NBA championship that doesn't have some leadership skills. There's, there's just, there's, that's too much winning. It's too much winning for a professional. I didn't, I didn't go uh, even as a, an amateur for one year. Uh, I don't think AD needs to be demonstrative. That's not his personality. But in terms of being a leader, if there ever was someone who leads by example or leads by playing, it, it would be Anthony Davis. And Anthony Davis has not really had issues on the defensive end. And he's been playing very well, even in some of the games that he hasn't been performing on, on offense. And for me, that 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 always is going to keep me in good graces with him. Um, sometimes the offense doesn't compute. Sometimes it doesn't come through. That's, that's, that's just kind of how the game is. Um, sometimes the team plays you differently. Sometimes they can contain you a little bit. You know, you, you got to watch the game and see what happens. His aggressiveness might not be there game in and game out like you would want it, but he's there at least on defense. And that, that's usually what I, what, what what I, what I like <laughs> what I would as long as we have that I think we have a chance now the the issue with AD uh this last couple of years is his free throw shooting I know he was shooting 80 percent but it just seems like his 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 timing on the misses have become a big issue and they've lost three games because of it uh that is a coaching situation I think that eventually needs to be figured out uh, you got to get the ball when it comes to a couple of free throws that you do need. You got to get the ball to a guard that can shoot. Um, but then at the same time, a little bit of me says 
the only way he's going to break out of this funk is if he does nail two free throws to get it, to get that mindset back because he has had that before. This is not a guy that's always folded. This is a guy that missed. The, this is a guy that made every free throw in the NBA Finals until the last. Uh, I think it was the last three shot three free throw attempts he made. I think he missed two of them out of three. That's just remarkable. I mean, I, 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 I that that's there. I've seen it. So I'm I'm kind of caught in between. It, it kind of when when would you make that decision? At this point, you probably can't. You 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 have to win these games. If it was, maybe you can get get it in certain games in the playoffs where, you know, I don't know. Uh, maybe you're up three zero or something. But uh, right now. He, I, I wish he could somehow figure it out on his own and try and <laughs> mentally get it done right. But we won't know that until we see it. Um, it's it's going to be somewhat of a fun ride. <laughs> we're going to be here watching the remaining nine games, and and we're 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 going to find out here in the next two and a half weeks what what this team is made of after all this. Once again, it is late night with the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate everyone joining us and uh, wanted to go ahead and just drop our knowledge on what was going on with the Lakers. The LeBron rumors that are actually more the rumors. They're actually reports made out there by ESPN stating that LeBron will return for the final week of the season. Plus also as well, I'll give you an update of what's going on in the Western Conference. A very tight race, my friend. And by the time Sunday's game is over, we're not even just talking about OKC tomorrow, my friend, but by the time their home game against Chicago, game one of the, what are we, what we going to call this? The Pat Bev sweepstakes or something like that? I don't know. The uh, something that we, something catchy per se, but by the time Sunday ends for the Lakers, Sunday afternoon, things could be entirely different for the team one way or the other. So, the loss, let's say, that would be acceptable in their current predicament would be a road loss to an East team. They only have one left. So they have one left. So the reality of this thing going the right way is if you're going to have a loss, make sure it's the one in Chicago. Because I'd say the. I'd say the one for me is the home game coming up, uh, the final, the second to last home game of the season, the second to last game of the season against the Phoenix Suns. Well, the, what I'm saying is when you beat the teams that can equally help you in the standings, that's what I'm talking about. When you lose to Chicago, you are not giving the other team a game on top of it. We could be fortunate that some of the teams lose that night and we don't lose any ground losing to anyone else besides Chicago is, is, is going to cost us more than a spot because it's one loss on your, a loss on your end. And then a win on the other, it's almost like a double whammy. Yeah. So if I'm sitting there being real with the team, I'm telling them, if you guys want to get another loss out of your system, make sure it's the one in Chicago because we can't afford to lose any more games after this. And we need to beat the Clippers, for God's sakes. Please save me with this crap. We're going to go 4-0, down 4-0 again, these idiots? I, that, that needs to stop. I'm, I mean, it's just, just unacceptable that, that they can't beat this freaking team. It's driving me nuts. So you got four home games left. And five road games. Any concern at all on the Lakers still being able to go ahead and put out there what seven and two? You're talking well, cons- about. My concern is is already been there. My concern is I don't trust decision making by an org- this organization in terms of how they approach each and every game. Uh, it looks like they have no more room to be frivolous. So. If you know now that you're not going to sit anybody anymore because you learned your your lesson, now it's time to go out there and play hard and try to get the fifth and sixth seed. 
you get the fifth and sixth seed, you have a shot in the playoffs of making some noise. You don't, you risk wasting your this whole thing and, and losing in the first round or having to play two sets of playoffs before you get to the playoffs, which you guys know that I don't consider the play in a playoff. Uh, that's just a, a way for the NBA to make more money and for us to, and for the regular season to become even more of a, uh, a nuisance to these players. Well, I will say that Xavier been a great part of the chat. Uh, he said he admires Patrick Beverly, although Joe, I know what your thoughts are from the very, yeah, I admire, I, I admire Patrick Beverly. Like I admire, uh, potholes outside my house. <laughs> and that's probably the nicest thing he said about Patrick Beverly. It's about as I wide know. as his mouth. They're, they're about as wide as his mouth. You, you know? were adamant from the very beginning that it was a bad deal for the Lakers to get him. And you were right on that one. And it turned out to be the case. And I think that your thoughts on Patrick Beverly and mine on Russell Westbrook uh, will go down on record as uh, us being right on that. So hopefully the Lakers will not, actually continue in the summer and the off season, those kind of mistakes. And hopefully they'll build, build an even better team forward because there's a lot of decisions they'll have to make here in the coming weeks, even after the playoff run play and run or whatever run is over for the Lakers. So we'll see. But once again, we truly appreciate everyone being part of what we do. Joe, I know you've got a morning date with magic man in the morning, Friday morning, 7 30 a.m. Pacific, 10.30 a.m. Eastern. Your thoughts before we head on out, my friend. Tomorrow is a pretty big day. There's there's no excuses, especially with OKC on the back-to-back. Yeah, it's it's a it's a big day, and it's a Friday, and we could start, you know, start off the the show. I mean, last week, we, we had a really good time uh, doing the show, and we had our uh, – last week, we had our uh, Buffalo Wild Wings Challenge. I, I got to say, I, I – Looking back on some of the footage, I actually really, really enjoyed how it came out and how actually delicious the, the wing, wings were. Uh, I was affected by the pain at the moment, but it's, it it dissipated not too long after that because of how good the, the wings tasted and how good the ice cream they gave me afterwards tasted. <laughs> but uh, tomorrow, uh, we, we, we're going to set the table here hopefully for the uh the game friday night and the lakers have to be in playoff mode the rest of the way and i i really like the construction of this team i really do i i like beasley i know he's been struggling a little bit but he has one of the more pretty makes and from from deep that i've that i've seen in a long time and i i enjoy Believing every shot he shoots goes in. That's a really good feeling. I haven't had that feeling in a while with the, the roster before the trade deadline. Vanderbilt plays stout defense. He's He has spots during the game where he's scoring baskets and making the right play to the basket. Uh, you know, he's, he's going to keep getting better. So I'm very, very excited about those two players. And then, of course, D'Angelo Russell, I know he's kind of miss, been missing a lot of shots here lately, but his game when it's on is pretty amazing, too. And you have three guys right there that if one of them can just get hot every game, we're good. You know, that's all we really need with LeBron and AD being at the forefront. And then you have Austin Reeves, who's improving. It seems like every game. This team is constructed at this point very, very well. I'd love to see this team in a training camp and going after it together because I think they can make some noise. I think this team is constructed better than the 2020 title team. There's more depth. There's more depth. However, the coaching is the problem. <laughs> uh, I kind of disagree with you that I still think there's some issues of concern. Uh, I don't think that they are as deep as the 2020 team. I think there are some good fits around LeBron and AD. If D'Angelo is retained also as well, you could talk about Austin Reeves, Vanderbilt, Rui, you're going to have to make a decision on him because I know he's got that uh, contract that if you want to go ahead and, and look into that, but also as well, 
possibly retaining Malik Beasley, who just was benched for his uh, declining play. So I don't know if you want to commit another $16.5 million for him as well. Major decisions have to be made, but that's hopefully in the distant future, like several weeks from now after a long playoff run for the Lakers. But again, they have to get to that promised land first. And it all starts with tomorrow's game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're coming off a back-to-back. They just got waxed by the Clippers. There's absolutely no excuses for the Lakers why they shouldn't win tomorrow. Well, I'm going to be pretty upset, and I know Joe will be too, if they do not come out victorious tomorrow. There's absolutely no excuses for the team now. No excuses, period, for here on out. Absolutely none. Oh, no, they can't lose tomorrow. They lose tomorrow, and they may have a chance at getting a 10th spot even through all this, but uh, they have to they have to go after the five and six seed at this point. They have to have that mindset that they have to get that um, that seed if they want to make an impact. If they make an impact in the playoffs, which LeBron wouldn't be coming back unless he has a chance at winning, going deep into the playoffs. This is otherwise might as well sit him for the rest of the year. So you have to position yourself here before he gets back to where he can come in in the last three games and win the next those three games with a full team finally after I don't know how long and confirm my assessment that this is the this is a deep team when it's when it's fully assembled when this team is fully assembled they're they're a pretty darn deep team we'll and I know you I know you don't like Wenyan Gabriel I know you don't like him but the guy's been playing really well the last few months playing with a lot of energy still no terrible he's not just playing with energy he's executing things but he's the still last the last the rim. the last still play terrible around the rim protect he cannot protect uh, the rim and I'm not talking about on defense I'm talking about offense uh, <laughs> he makes his he makes those he makes his layups he makes those shots underneath uh, okay. the basket I, and I'll give you that but again for him when you come into the game you got to be able to protect the rim and he just can't do that for you. Well, we were hoping Mo Bamba could help us out with that. Well, yeah, maybe we'll see we how might, far that went. Maybe yeah. we, maybe we'll get him in a couple of weeks when everybody's healthy. So, I I'm not I'm not. Concerned. And the Lakers obviously didn't want to had any inclination of signing anybody, no matter how many people they worked out. Yeah, I, I would kind of. That's kind of. I'm kind of curious why they didn't. Uh, have they ever commented anything? I because I haven't heard anything on why they haven't fulfilled that 15th spot. I. No one said anything on it. Why? But I mean, we can only speculate the fact that we think it's a money issue that they didn't want to retain anybody, even on a 10 day. They had a, they had a, what one player do a 10 day. And then that was Brown Sterling Brown. And then they didn't retain him. Yeah. They decided not to go ahead and, and pick up anybody else off a 10 day. They worked four players out, I think, or more, but they never I think it's did too it. late. It's just too late to bring yeah, it's too late in. now, but you know, that could have helped maybe possibly if you got the right player there are some individuals like chris dunn for utah has been playing outstanding since mm. coming back into the league that was a miss by the lakers that really would have helped them but another again, guard a, a guard that can play some defense that's actually been scoring something he's actually had not been able to do consistently in the league which is why he's out of the league but now he's been playing really well for utah so i don't know just, just some, just some misses by the by the front office again. But again, there could be the, the edict that they didn't want to spend the money on a 15th player. So, well, uh, you also have to factor in that the Utah Jazz have been playing above their heads all year, and uh, we don't have Will Hardy. Maybe the Lakers missed out on that one. How much of that guy would have made a difference? Because I'm telling you right now, Will Hardy is one of the best coaches I've seen this year. <laughs> I mean, he is. I don't know what the hell he made these guys do, but he's making it work. And if Utah doesn't make the playoffs and gets a, a good position in the draft, I mean, <laughs> they they might be a player or two away from making some noise here with some of the young talent that they have. It's 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 just crazy how I, I think that the, the lack of pressure in Utah helps too. You have an up-and-coming coach here that's already shown how good how good he is. Uh, I don't think he's getting enough credit in Utah how good a coach he is. And this is a rookie. This is a rookie coach, isn't it? Or did he? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It, you have to you have to know who's in the in the kitchen making the food. 
You know, if it's my cousin making the food at his restaurant, uh, I, I trust that that food is going to be very good. If it's some chef at the Applebee's, yeah, it's probably not going to go that well, at least not with my taste. So right now we, we have a Applebee's chef guiding the Lakers when we would prefer, I prefer, you know, a chef that's more well-rounded, let's just say. So funny because Xavier, Xavier, who's been great in our chat room, and we really appreciate him in the chat room saying some really great things. He said, uh, we need a seven-foot center. Wish we had got one during the trade deadline. <laughs> I had to tell him, kind of did. I know it hasn't worked out that way, but yeah, Mo Bamba is actually 7-1 with a 7-10 wingspan, and yeah, just has to work. Well, he's not gone for the year, folks. He, he will return in a couple weeks, Yeah, and he may be able to help us, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. We're, we have to get past this little gauntlet here that's the last leg of the gauntlet and you can the lakers can make up that ground or make up for those mistakes uh by winning eight of the next nine games all those losses that we are dwelling on can all go away if they get a five or six seed and that's that's because in the end all it does is all it did in the end is it it gave the opposing team an extra home game. Yeah. If you want to look at it from a statistical or a simple-minded setup, all they did was give up a single home game in the playoffs. But if you win those series, which you are capable of with a healthy team, then it doesn't matter. Now you're, you're, you're back to square one where you probably would have been anyways should you have won those games or if they had played better all year. Prove it to me, guys. Prove prove to me that what happened before was a fluke. And I'm not saying the uh, the you had different players before the dread deadline, so I understand that. But it wasn't just that; it was bad decision making by front office coaching, not playing this guy at this date, and just bad management of of, of of a game and bad adjustments. Prove that you're better than what you've shown in the next eight to nine games. And we'll tip our hat off to you, even if you lose in the first round. Even if you lose to Memphis or Sacramento, we'll at least say, you know what? You guys came out of this a little bit. Might have been a little too late, but at least you came out of it and you you put your put your you know what on the table, and you finally kind of went the way you were supposed to. You know, you played hard and you you went out, you know, guns a blazing. And then at that point, management's going to really have a lot of pressure on them on one of the worst free agent piles coming up this summer, you're going to have to figure out, look, we need to make sure we do not make any mistakes in terms of retaining or letting go players that are already on the roster. That is going to be key. And of course, the draft is going to be interesting, especially now that we're likely going to either be a game up or a game down Uh Versus the Pelicans, that we, we we know that at this point we're going to keep our draft pick, and it's going to be relatively good, again, depending on how this ends. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Stell says LeBron just tweeted that there is no timetable when we, he will return. Is this a good sign or not? I don't know. That if, if Shams and Wojnowski are still reporting that and they're sticking by it, their sources on that, and he, LeBron's just trying to wave people off, 
we've seen LeBron on social media be very vague. And, and I, I don't know. At this point in time, I'm just going to say as it gets closer, as it gets closer to those final three games, we'll know our answer then. No, Xavier, the LeBron AD era was not a failure because they put a banner in the rafters. Exactly. How many good teams, how many great teams have not won a banner? And to put it in perspective, the Gail Goodrich, Will Chamberlain, Jerry West era, and I say Gail Goodrich because Elgin Baylor retired the beginning of the 72 season before they won the title. Uh, They won one title. So you got to give AD and LeBron their due. And you got to give LeBron his due by doing something that I don't think a lot of people talk about. Okay. Uh, they, they're stuck on the, 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 the popular stats, but LeBron won three championships with three different teams and all three finals MVPs. That, that should be a, something that should be talked about more. That's a pretty darn amazing statistic. And I don't think you'll see that again. You, it, it, I, I think that's a, a crazy stat when you look, when you think about it. <laughs> I think people need to put it in perspective. I, mean, I know with Paul George in, injury, a lot of people have talked about now in, in retrospect, you know, was the Paul George trade and getting Kawhi Leonard was all that worth it as far as what the Clippers gave up? You know, they tried, and and unfortunately, it, unless something miraculously happens this playoff season, it looks like it probably won't come out to as the successful venture as what we saw with the Lakers when they traded for AD. Because even though the Clippers will have more successful seasons overall than the Lakers during that time period, the Lakers still have that one chip, and that's what's most important. Yeah, the successful seasons mean nothing unless you yeah. at least show something at the end. Throw up those division banners, man. You want to throw division banners up? You want to be Jim Ursay and put up a AFC championship finalist banner? God help me. If I was anywhere near that organization, I would have burned that banner. The Lakers are the class of the NBA. They don't put up Western Conference Finals. First of all, if they put up Western Conference Finals banners, there'd be no room in the in the, in the arena. Okay, they've won thirty three of them. Um, you, we're about championships. So let me ask you this question, uh, Clipper fan. If you're out there, I don't really know if there really is a Clipper fan. I always call them anti-Laker fans. But you guys have run a pretty good, uh, okay setup the last, what, 10 years? Thanks to David Stern, by the way, handing you Chris Paul. Um, Would you trade all that regular season fun for one title? I think you would. I think you would. And the Clippers aren't going to win squat, and they never will win squat. And I'll stand on that until I die. They will never win a championship, and this team will not win a championship. Was it a good decision? Yes, at the time it was. They wanted to win now. They had a good shot in 2020, but they came up lame because, and I've said this before, guys were thinking about too much of the ooh-wee and the la-la-la life in the in – the, in the bubble, they weren't thinking about winning championships. They wanted to, you know, they wanted to butter up things. Yes, I'm talking about Paul George. So we are <laughs> talking about the Clippers. Doesn't really make me too happy. I really don't want to talk about them. But there is an issue right now where we need to start smacking those guys around now. I'm, I'm really getting tired of losing to them. Once again, it's the late night with the Lakers fast break. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm going to tackle one last question before we get on out of here. And that was from Stell. I want to go ahead. Thanks everyone. As far as being in the great chat, thanks so much for doing so. So I want to go ahead and get Stell's question in on Kyrie Irving, because that comes up now and then still we've seen him self-destruct with Luca and they've had a losing record. And you saw what happened the other day where (laughs) 
you know, Mark Cuban was getting upset because of the call that went against them and the two points that was the difference in the game. But you see their overall record together since the trade has been sub 500. Their defense is atrocious. I'm just going to say this, say this, Dell. If the Lakers go ahead and sign Kyrie, it's going to be to a max contract. It's going to be a to a max multi-year contract for a player that averages 45 games in the past five seasons. 45 games in the past five seasons. That won't give you the defense that you need. And you're hoping that he'll provide you enough offense to get you through. You can't. Plus, you, he's going to be sucking up a lot of your payroll. You can't. You can't sign him even if you wanted to at this point. You had a well, chance. That's what, that, was, that was the point I was getting. You, had, you had a chance somewhat to do something at the deadline. And maybe it would have mattered this year to some degree. But after this year, the Lakers need depth. They need to pay Austin. They need to pay D'Angelo. You got to keep those two guys. And you got to keep Vanderbilt at the very least. Rui and Beasley, those guys might get let go. Looking at it from, you know, uh, Mo, money. Mo Bommel, you know, those, those, those three. You got to keep a guy that's going to be your 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 dog. That's going to you can put on a, a good player, put defense on him. You got to definitely keep Austin Reeves. Don't let that mistake happen again, where you find an undrafted stud and you let him go. Can't let that happen again. We've already done that enough, and I just you can't let that happen. Um, and then you got D'Angelo Russell, who I know he's not, you know, a superstar, superstar, but he's another guy where when he shoots a three, I feel like it's going in every time. That's a, just a rare feeling. Um, the Lakers have some really good decisions to make here. Uh, let's say they go into the offseason and they say, we're going to keep uh, Austin, we're going to keep uh, D'Angelo, they're going to keep Vanderbilt. Cool. Now you got to find someone for the MLE that's going to likely be a veteran component that's going to help this team uh, with that veteran leadership with stuff in the tank still. And then you build it from there, get these guys in a training camp. Hopefully you build a team to where you can absorb the missed games by LeBron and AD due to some form of an injury. And finally get to a point where you can actually play LeBron 28, 29 minutes a game and not have to worry about sitting him. Hmm, interesting concept. I can actually name one good thing, Xavier, that Kyrie has done since the Cav days, and that's go to another team. That's not the Lakers. That's probably a good thing for me. So as a Lakers fan, other than that, I can't think of anything, but once again, it's late night with Lakers Fast Break. Xavier, you've been outstanding. Still, uh, he says he just can't trust AD's health. We are like putting a gun to our head every season. When he's down, we are like G League team, and LeBron needs to carry the whole team again and get injured carrying us. Uh, it's something that definitely w- that come the, uh, I guess, the end of the season. We're, gonna de- we're definitely going to go into depths on whether or not we, we believe or we think that AD or evaluate it as far as AD being traded or kept or retained or what's the future for the Lakers long-term we're going to have to see, but Joe, any last thoughts before you get some sleep and head up tomorrow with magic man in the morning. Win tomorrow. It's a good thing. Just win tomorrow. Please don't, don't let us go into the weekend knowing at that point where, we're probably on a downhill, downward spiral. You win tomorrow. You keep you keep the goal alive and salvaging the season and allowing LeBron to return the last three games of the year. I believe he will come back the last two or three games to I get him so. to keep his butt to get his body in uh, in somewhat of some stamina of the NBA. If the team does not do an El Foldo act in the last in the next two weeks and they come off that road trip, because if they come off that road trip, if he does not play on the road trip, the Lakers have the final two home games. That would be Phoenix and then that would be Utah. Or, and then also the last actually road game as well, just before that, is at home against the Clippers. So realistically, after that Utah game against the fourth, he could come off a back-to-back. Think of this, Joe. If they're in the thick of things on the fourth, you play at Utah, but on the back-to-back, you could get LeBron against the Clippers 
AD doesn't have to play 40 plus minutes in that back-to-back game. It doesn't matter. They have to play the rest of the year. I don't care if he plays 48 minutes every game the rest of the way. He needs to play every game. Otherwise, you have conceded the season and conceded any focus on winning this year. And winning means going deep in the playoffs and winning a championship. Now, here's where, as the Lakers' future holds, is if they tank and just go five and four or four and five the the last nine games, that means we're looking at a better draft position considering that we're probably going to be hovering around the same record as the Pelicans. So let's say the Pelicans have a two-game, the plus two-game again uh, above the Lakers in the end of the the year. Uh, And the Lakers, I don't know, maybe they get the 10th seed, maybe they don't. I don't know. Let's say they get the 11th. Let's say they're out of the playoffs, even the play-in. Now you're looking at a position player that's going to be on a rookie contract that might be very, very effective in building even more depth for next season. So for those of you who are on the show last or watching the show or will watch the show last night, some people got on stone for wanting a little bit of, hey, I'm, I don't know if should we go all the way in? Maybe if we don't go all the way in, we can better ourselves. Yet there was some validity there. And we're basing it off of not our losing mentality. It's what the Lakers have shown us. We don't play. We're not calling the shots. We're not calling the plays. We're looking at, well, if this is how you guys are going to play it, we're going to then think about what the contingency plan is. He's just looking at it realistically. Absolutely. It's a long up, any, okay, if the Lakers get into the playoffs and get to where everybody's thinking about, that's still, the Lakers are still on the bottom end of the eight seeds, even if it's fifth, sixth, seventh, what have you. They still have a long uphill climb where the odds are against them each and every round. So he's just looking at it realistically because as a draft guru that he is, he can see that there's a quality players available in a quality draft if the Lakers season does not go in the right way. Correct. And that's something we have to look at now, especially with the fact that Rob brought in some really good young talent. Despite the struggles of a Beasley or a Mo Bamba, this is still a young look. We 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 get very very temperamental after a week of something, and then we tout a player who plays three straight games of amazing ball, the next greatest player of all time. That's why I'm saying what I'm saying that this team is actually constructed very well, despite some of the players that have been struggling. And some of these players are struggling because you have a coach who doesn't really necessarily know how to use them sometimes. And I know it'll get a little bit better when LeBron comes because LeBron's game is about finding guys, right? And he's able to command a lot more attention, as good as Austin's been. LeBron definitely attracts a lot more attention. And that will open up a lot of lanes and a lot of people out there at the the three, especially if AD is on the other side of the the paint. So we have to wait and see, should this go forward beyond the regular season, we have to wait and see what LeBron's effect will be to some of these guys. For me, we need a lot of depth going into next year. If you want to maintain a healthy LeBron and AD throughout the year, what that means is they have to be good enough to win games without AD and LeBron. We have to win games. We have to go into these games going, hmm, all right, it's on a back-to-back in December. LeBron and AD are sitting, but we're playing Orlando or Houston. They got this. The, the, the boys will, will take care of it, and then they go and whoop them. Then at that point now, there's a lot of morale that gets built from that. And that's going to take depth. That's going to take probably doubling up on each position to make sure that you have guys that are skilled enough to play with or without the big studs. And if you're going to play this wussy-ass schedule like the NBA has, then you're going to – got to play with what, what you're going to play with. 
I'm just what trying to adapt. Happen? I'm just trying to adapt at this point because there's only so and much. You're doing a good job of it. Too. Yeah, there's only so much I can complain about, right? At some point, you know, I live in California where the laws here, uh, if you're not careful, can really damage you. And when I say careful, is and you got to be able to know how to work around things. Some people can't. They move to Idaho. They move to Texas. They move to Arizona. Some people can't handle it. But the reality is, I'm not leaving anywhere because my ego's too big to leave because I feel like I lost. And the other thing is, I love the weather here, except for the last three months, of course. So we are in a position here that that will be. There's a lot to be figured out here. There's going to be so many different directions this team can go, and they all seem to be positive. But the, the final decisions are going to be key in what you bring back, what you end up deciding to do to go forward, or if you happen to again finally put it together and maybe make a run we're gonna we're gonna get that answer once again it's late night with the lakers fast break podcast we truly appreciate everyone joining us Stell, xavier intel wild you've been great in the chat room we truly appreciate you staying up late with us joe you've been incredible i know you got to get some sleep my friend because you got a good morning with Magic Man in the Morning coming at you right here at the Lakers Fast Break on YouTube. So please subscribe today. Get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air Friday. Today, because it's after midnight, later today, not only do you have Magic Man in the Morning, but on playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break, you can join us while we catch the game against Oklahoma City. And then, of course, the best post game that's around is right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. See you later today for Magic Man in the Morning and, of course, everything for the Oklahoma City and the LA Lakers later today. Thanks for joining us.